Bro, the Suns are dogs. No cap. Bro, you know what's crazy? I'm, I kind of hope the Clippers lose just because if the Clippers lose, that means somebody's going to get their first reign this year. It's either going to be like Chris Paul or like Devin Booker or Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Hardy or uh, Joel Embiid and them or the Hawks like with Trey Young. We're one of them teams. One young team going to get their they first reign if the Clippers lose. Yeah, the Hawks is up. Good. I want them to win. No cap. It's it's a crazy like stat. Like if the Sixers lose, no team in, the, in any conference finals have been to the conference, the NBA finals within this century. Hey, what do you wait? What, say it again. No team. So like, if the Hawks win, no team out of the last four have been to the finals this century. Yeah. Or and the. And out of those four, I think the last one to win is would actually be Atlanta, and that was in the in the nineties. No, they didn't win. Atlanta hasn't won one yet, haven't they? You mean decade then? Yeah. Atlanta not, hasn't won. Atlanta has won the champion. Oil. I'm not, not decade. Tweaking. None of them been in there in the decade. <laughs> I'm tweaking. None I don't think because <laughs> the Bucks won in the seventies. Yep. I don't yeah. think the Hawks won one. Clippers haven't won one. Phoenix haven't won one either. And the Sixers haven't won one since. Doc, I think a little bit before Dr. J. Yeah. Only team, if the Sixers lose, only team that has won a ring is the Bucks. That That's low-key crazy. No Boy, you said in the century? I said a decade. That's only 10 years. Right. I'm going to say because none of them have been in the finals the past decade. Shoot LeBron been in that mud. <laughs> yeah. right. Even the, in the century or even... The, the 80s, 90s. I don't think any of them. It's probably been since like the 80s. Had to be since like the 80s. That that shit crazy. I think it's a new era of basketball, to be honest. Only old Atlanta Hawks player I know is Doc Rivers. Only one. Yeah, I think Spud Webb played for them. Matumbo. He played for them? Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of nobody else. <laughs> No cap. Even though they like, they will keep deep. Bucks. I kind of want either the Hawks to win or the. Actually, I don't want the Hawks to win. I want either the Bucks to win or the uh, Phoenix Suns. Well, that's my finals right there. I think Chris Paul gets first ring. <clears throat> I had Bucks in the finals in my bracket. I had them beating the uh, the Nets, but even when everybody was healthy. But I didn't think it was going to go seven games. Actually, yeah, I did. I put seven games. But I expect everybody to be healthy. Yeah, that's crazy. But let's get started with the show, boys. Um, we yo yo yo, the landlords are in. We are back for another episode of Rent Free. How's the guys doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Man, we have a special episode today. It is Father's Day. I just want to start the show out by saying Happy Father's Day to all fathers and father figures out there. You guys are role models for any males that's coming up and some of the man children that's still around. So let's get started with the show. Today's episode is going to go on that note. and We're going to talk about fathers. And to start off, I think we should talk about the importance of an actual father figure in not only black men life, also male lives in general. I'll start. So I feel like the importance of a father figure is like just teach you. I'm gonna say like how to be a man, but I, yeah, I would say teach you how to be a man. I feel like kind of like in today's society, they kind of getting away from men being masculine, and I wouldn't even say masculine, but just like knowing like how to treat people and just like get like doing like what you need to do to be able to support a family or just anything. And I feel like it's hard to learn that from a woman. Like you can learn it. But it'll be much more helpful learning it from a man that has like experienced that, knowing how it is in society growing up as like a black man, especially um, dealing with certain things. So that's what I'll say. Yeah, you you know, like some of the social cues of being a man. You know what I mean? As like times times are changing, and with the times are changing, it's just like as women become, they're actually getting the respect they deserve and the they're gaining more power. I think as a male, we the father figure teaching us how to adjust with that and not 
have have some of those dominant natures and like aspects, but also being able to adjust to having a woman that's also as powerful. I feel like I, I agree with that. I feel like it, it definitely is somebody to show you the ropes and uh, damn it, kind of guide you to your, uh, your love pathway of becoming a man. But I feel like it also helps the girls out there that have dads. It kind of like shows them somebody who they should. But it showed them what a good man is, I guess. Like, I feel like in this day, people, especially girls, get kind of taken advantage of because they don't really know a father figure to to look for in a man when they grow up. So I feel like it kind of works for boys and girls growing up. I feel like you kind of do need that stability, especially in a family, like a one house, a well, one parent uh, household really isn't ideal. So like having both of those people there, especially a man, is definitely something that children need growing up. Yeah, probably yeah. not need, but like it's, it should be ideal for you to have. Yeah, I agree, especially like I know a lot of the times you hear the term uh, like women that have like daddy issues or whatever. It'd be stuff for women that be like, you know, have like, like having sex a lot. I mean, I feel like it's not bad now, like how it is now, but I know back then it was like a bad thing for a woman to be having sex a lot. So I feel like with a man, like a woman having a father in her life that can like show her like, like how to be treated right and respected, like that definitely help later on in her life. Right. Right, because if your dad's true, right, then you're not going to take no no BS from somebody that, that you possibly see him later on in life because you already had that. You already been spoiled by somebody that really taught you how a man should act. And I feel like that, that is kind of needed. Yeah. Facts. And that can go, that can even go both ways where just like you, some women getting a father that's like a deadbeat, and then you grow up and you're like, that's exactly what I don't want to have in a relationship. And they sometimes you can grow from it. Like your struggles become just this thing where you use it as a superpower in a sense. Uh, I was going to just bring up something else. I was going to say like, no, we always talk about like the father figure and growing up to be like him. Do you think that you can also go from his mistakes? So as somebody had a father that was a deadbeat, you think that you can grow up and just be like, okay, he did this, and this is how much I hurt me, so I don't want that to happen to my kids. You kind of, like, learn from, from his mistakes, and you kind of do better as a as a man yourself. I feel like you can always go both ways. Like, like how you said, if a, uh, a person has, like, a bad father figure in their life, you can always either go away from it and be like, yeah, I know, I've seen that example of what it was like, how not to be treated how not to have a person in my life act like you can use that to help you. But I know some people, they use that and it uh, goes the other way where they'll be like, they so used to seeing it to where like now it's like when they, if a girl finds a man, they're going to see one and act like they dad and be used to it. So they're going to be more closer and drawn towards that person. Yeah, I get that. Because I feel like that's what they grew up seeing. So it's like, you don't see no wrong in it. Damn, if you grew up doing this, living like this, then you're gonna probably live like that when you grew up. So, yeah, you de- you definitely could. Just I agree with that. You can definitely like grow grow from seeing that person like being horrible and like seeing their their faults, and you'd be like, okay, let's not do that again. Which goes to what our parents always say: it's like, don't redo our fuck-ups like you got to grow from our fuck-ups too so make sure that when we tell you when when we're talking to you it's like we messed up here and i'm telling you how to do it this time is because i've done it already yes, i agree yeah it's it's just like as even with like a mother or even a father both it's just like our parents are supposed to be kind of our first mentors and especially with us being men like to have one of our first mentors actually be a man and actually show us the ropes of somewhat of an aspect of what a man can be and what they can do it's just like it helps us get a perspective of what the world could actually be yeah so rather it's a 
a father or a father figure, it's always good to have somebody that can set that good example for you. That is true. And I'm kind of glad you did say something about like having that little guide and, and passing stuff on to your kids. Because another question I was going to have would be like, since we're around that age where a lot of people are having kids and you in your 20s, just them, they're prevalent a lot. Like, what is some type of uh, skills that you want to instill in your kids when you have kids like growing up? Like, what are some type of like morals or something you want to pass down? Or like, what would you what would you do if you had a kid? Um, you can go first. Um, just one of the biggest things that I live by is like, in in life is like sometimes with when, when you want to set your mind on something, it's sometimes bigger than you. So like, I want to be a teacher. Everyone has the comment of teachers don't make money. But the reason you go into teaching because you want to help kids that don't get that opportunity to see someone like you or be think they can do more than what's said in front of them. So it's just like passing that down to my kid is saying, like, when you go into a job or anything you want to go into, anything you want to set your eyes into, it may sometimes be bigger than actually just you. Well, and that's mine. I know I have a few. I say one, just treat people how you want to be treated. I know, like, for me growing up, I was bullied, but I feel like you can get away from, it's really hard to get away from bullying, but I feel like if you could just, like, stay true to who you are and just, like, keep your, your mind straight, your goals straight, your path straight, and just treat people, like, with kindness and forgiveness or whatever, I feel like you'll go a long way in life doing that rather than trying to be somebody who you don't have to be, falling into peer pressure or something, and, now you're doing drugs or you're doing, you're drinking and getting high. Well, I mean, it's not bad, but I know for some people it is bad. So I'll just say, like, staying away from bad influences. I'll say that. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely feel like I agree with the, like, be your own person things. I know for, for me growing up, my dad didn't really, he didn't really mold me to be somebody, somebody besides myself. Like, I, I kind of grew into my own person. I never really had to live up to a, I guess, a, a standard of somebody else's footsteps. I ain't never really had to walk their path. I damn near had my own. And I was really the first to do a lot of other things. So I feel like I, I agree with that. I definitely would want them to to live their live own life. Like, I ain't trying to mold them to be like somebody else. Like, you don't have to do this. Or like what you said before, like, set your goals to be something probably bigger than you, I guess. Because it would be a lot of, like, self-centered them to, they, they really care about what they're doing like you want to be a teacher I mean obviously you're not gonna get that money from them but I feel like when you when you're a parent you kind of gotta let them know that money not really everything in life but for happiness I guess if you want to just base happiness off of money that's kind of yeah. tough yeah I like I like that aspect of like the money is not everything because it's like when you go, like when you're gone and you you spend your last days on this earth, no one's gonna talk about what what you had in your pocket. They're gonna talk about what impact you did as a human, what what type of person you were. They're not gonna care about how much money you had. They're gonna care about what what did you bring to the table that's different than the normal human. How did you impact your life personally? Facts. I'd have to agree. I feel like. Character is definitely the most important thing. How you how you spent your time on this earth, that's definitely what people are going to remember. It's like now a lot of the days, uh, especially kids our age, like the teens and the 20s, they see people living this rich lifestyle. It's like the same age as them. And then they'll get discouraged and they'll want to like kill themselves or, you know, they'll be just so depressed about it because they're not where somebody else is. Like you can't set your standards to where somebody else is. You got to set it to where you are personally in your life. So I feel like now, like a lot of the times people just be forgetting that. And yeah, they like, and it's just like, even in that and talking about that, it's just like our generation is a part of the generation where social media becomes prevalent and in kids' lives. And it's like those, the people that they look up to, they look up to them because they feel like their parent, the way their parents' lifestyle is, is not what, they picture themselves as doing 
where they don't take the like the leadership that they may be getting or their parents are absent. They just they're like, oh, I see this guy on the television or I see this guy on TikTok. I see this guy on Facebook. And like, that's the life I, I want to live. But in actuality, they're fantasizing about something that that person was taught to live. You got to live the life that is good for you right now. You can earn your way to be in that famous role, have that money, but you're not going to get that in one day. That's not realistic. Yeah, I feel like everybody's trying to, trying to get rich quick. And again, I, that everybody that's rich didn't get there quick. Most likely, they have to work for it. I feel like people just keep forgetting that. No, for no, for real. Because it's just like, like Rome wasn't built on one day, and the U.S. money system was also not built on one day. It takes time to grow an empire. So it's just like, if you think you're gonna you're gonna have a million in your bank account, you must you must be very lucky. And you playing the lottery. So it's like, if you're going in with that mindset, then of course you're gonna fail easily. If you got if you got the mindset of I'm going to eventually get to this. If I work towards this, I'm going to eventually get to this. Then you you should be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What other questions to be asked? Uh, okay, I was going to ask. Uh, okay, so as a, as a parent, you know how like, parents try to like shield you or kind of like be super protective of, of what you know at a certain age or whatever, they try to damn near hide you from the world. So what age is a good age to let your kids know about stuff? Like whether it's sex or uh, anything that's going on in the world, like what age is a good age for you to actually explain to them first before they hear the wrong stuff in school, I guess. Cause I know with me growing up, we talked about a hell of stuff, like at a very young age and it was damn near wrong stuff. Like it was, we had a little gist of what we were talking about, but it never really was a, the real thing. And I feel like you got to have that, that parent to break that down and, and let you know the truth about stuff before you be out here not knowing and you kind of grew up not knowing what you should be doing, how you should be going around. Here. So what age is a good age to to let your kids know about stuff and actually sit down and break them topics down to them? I say, I was going to say as early as you can, but I say at age where you can actually understand it probably. So I, I say around like eleven. I say like ten or eleven. Well, I say like eleven to twelve, actually, just because I feel like I rather them hear it coming from me, so they know like how it is straight up. I know a lot of times like you can't learn everything in school, so I know sometimes the school don't really teach everything. So the earlier I could teach my kid about like stuff that's actually going on in the world, like race, racism, or whatever, sex, uh, like stuff like that. I feel like the better off they'd be than learn like having to me to worry about like them learning it in school and the teachers may not teach that or whatever. So I rather just teach them to them myself at that, at that age, 11 to 12. Yeah. I, I agree. But only reason I said that is because I know that kids talk, like you're going, you're going to have somebody that know too much at that age and they're going to go and talk about it to their friends. So like not only the teachers going to be teaching you stuff, but the kids in school going to be letting you know stuff. You're going to probably start talking about it more between them two. Or the little group of friends that you got there, and then y'all gonna start talking about it. So that's why I say, like, what age? Because I feel like, with me at least, I, I learned about stuff young as hell. I'm dinner in first grade, learning about some stuff that I probably shouldn't have been learning about, but like, yeah. we was little kids and we talked about it amongst each other. So when I went back home, I ain't going to tell my parents I know about this stuff, but my little friend group, we just talked about them and everything. So yeah, I guess I, I say around that age too, I, I, let, I like to tell them before they get the the wrong impression. I, was, I, guess, I, was, yeah. I will say, like, the earliest, definitely 10 years old. The latest, I will say 13, because I feel like once you hit 13, like, your penis should be low-key moving or something like that. <laughs> something should be going on down there. And I feel like once something, something going on down there, you might, you better know some shit. Because, hey, I mean, kids explore, so, I mean, I would, yeah, I would me tell them first or and do it like that. Uh, I guess another thing would be, as a man, I feel like one thing we talked about earlier was like the uh, things that we'll want to let our kids know. I feel like one thing, especially for the boys, I want them to know that like showing your emotional side of yourself is something that you need to do. 
as a man, I guess. I feel like now in society, they, it's kind of like frowned upon. Like, if you cry, you, you're a girl or you're a female or whatever they want to call you because you want to show your emotions when you're really, like, human. So, like, you, you got those. So, I, I want to let him know that, that it's okay to, like, let your emotions out no matter, like, how you do it. I mean, you got to let that out. I feel like building that up only going to break you down more. So, that's one thing I guess I can – I want them to know or want him to know. I feel like it low-key depends what you, like, crying about, too. I feel like, yeah, it's good to show your emotions, but I feel like there is some stuff, like, you got to be strong over, too. You just can't be, like, crying over everything. Like, it's okay to show your emotions, but it's, like, a time and a place where you got to do that. I feel like if you – trying, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example where, like, you probably shouldn't cry over, like, or something like that. But I just feel like you just can't be too emotional because that's, like – I ain't going to say it's for women, but – that's like a more like feminine thing to where like they're like they're like empaths, they're like super emotional. Men supposed to be like super strong or whatever, but it's okay. It definitely okay to show your emotion. I just say no when to and when not to. I think, yeah. but I feel like oh, you can go ahead, go first. No, you can go. You can go right though. What I was gonna say is like in in, in our society, we just now like it's damn near not okay to do it i'm feeling like if you if you tap into that you should be you should be good like you're not gonna cry about everything yes i feel like that's that's damn near not obvious but you shouldn't be doing that that's that's damn near a no it's a no-go but a lot of men think it's just not okay to cry like if you got that emotion to cry it's like i ain't no i ain't no girl i ain't gonna do it and then they just they just build that up and then they get into other stuff that to try to i guess relieve them uh emotions but letting it out like you just build it up like people don't really talk about too much like, i feel like as men we just bottle it up and then move on but like you keep on stuff stuff in the bottle it's gonna overflow eventually so like, i feel like letting them out every once in a while like probably not everyday thing but like you're gonna need to vent like like we talked about before like talking to somebody you don't necessarily gotta mean crime but like you gonna vent. You gonna let that. You gonna let that. All that little anger, whatever you got, in you out eventually. Like not just bottling it up. I guess I can say. So being just like more open. So like yeah, I guess, I, I guess yeah, I guess you could say that. I feel like we are like kind of closed off. I know with myself, I ain't gonna really be. You ain't gonna know too much. Like I can be hurt as hell, but you're not gonna know that. And I feel like that's something that we also taught. Like don't show that too much. Like I feel like even. Even in sports, like you get hit hard, you ain't gonna just be showing that you hurt because that's a weakness. But at the same time, it's like at some point in time, you gotta you gotta show that. Ain't no way you you're not a robot. You gonna have to. You got emotions, so it's gonna come out one way or another, depending on if you hold it on too much and it just come out all at one time, or if you just learn how to control that and you just instead of breaking down, you go ahead and vent a little bit. You don't just wait till the last minute when you already pent up aggression and everything from from previous situations. I feel like when that situation happened, you gotta let that go as soon as as soon as you could. No, for real, because I'm like, because like in my like for me personally, I'm just like I'm one of those people. Like if something negative happened to me, like at that moment, yeah, I may and like if I'm by myself, I'm gonna show a sense of like anger, sadness, or whatever. But like if I'm in public and like I see like the like something hurt me, I'm a I'ma just like take it on the chin and I'ma just act like okay, okay, this this just happened. I'ma just keep going about my day. And I think just like we're growing up, it's just that that's just a society thing where like I'm not afraid to show emotion. I think the thing is I feel like certain moments in life don't deserve emotion being shown. So it's like, yeah, have, of course like something you get hurt or whatever, like you were saying, it's just like you, you, you look at the world and you'd be like, what is, what is me showing my pain or my sadness? How is that going to help the room? You know what I mean? How, oh, yeah. What is that going to change? I think that's, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with the not in public thing because everything that you should do probably should be behind closed doors. That's something that you got to deal with. You crying in public ain't going to have nobody show pity for you because everybody, it's an emotion. Everybody has it. So just because you crying, you got problems, but they got problems too. I'm saying is you should find some type of time to just vent in general. Like 
a lot of people don't think that's okay. Like they can be behind closed doors, but in their mind, it's just like, I ain't no girl, so I'm not gonna do it. But when you're behind closed doors, that's your, I feel like that's your time to do it, if anything. Like, I ain't gonna sit here and cry in front of a room full of people, but like, shit, if I'm alone and I'm feeling some type of way, I ain't even no emotional person, but shit, something happened, somebody passed, somebody do this, I'm gonna go ahead and let that out when I'm by myself or when I'm in a, in a space where I'm comfortable with some people that I'm around. We, we both going through the same thing. I feel like that's okay, but other than that, if you just in a room, you used to cry, you in you in a classroom, you start crying for no reason, then that's I feel like that's when you gotta you gotta be strong in. Yeah, I agree. That's I agree with both of y'all saying definitely uh like don't show your emotions too much in public. I know people be taking advantage of that, especially I ain't gonna say anything, but I feel like uh women kind of play a part in that. They call men weak, showing their emotions and all the other stuff. Men definitely play a part in that too. I know sometimes if you, if another dude see another dude crying, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you with a girl? You crying? What are you crying for?" Like, I just feel like you definitely just gotta bottle those up, like you saying, to you getting private and definitely having somebody to vent to is definitely helpful. So, I say that too. Yeah, I feel like I can't really talk down on too many people that that say that because I'm dealing with somebody that say that too in public, I guess, because that is a weakness. And I feel yeah. like even as a man, I feel like you gotta you kinda gotta hide your weakness, weaknesses more than other people because you consider it to be that that head of the house. You you the top dog. So they see you crying, it's like, oh, he ain't he ain't nothing no more. Like he ain't his you the protector, I guess. So you, you see the protector crying, it's like, damn, it's it's, it's tough, it's it's fucked up. But that's, that's all I was saying. Yeah. It was like earlier, I was like, it's like a time and place to show your emotions. That's all like one of the things I was Oh, for sure. The um, the point of like the protector crying. I feel like women like for men to show their emotion, but I feel like at the same time, us showing our emotion makes them feel less protected. Yeah, and it's just, it's like them are like a two sided sword. Like it's, it's tough. It's tough. I feel like sometimes, sometimes they don't want that. Because I feel like in certain situations, when you do show your emotions, like a girl can do this and do this to you, some stuff that she is targeted to hurt you, but then when you actually get hurt, it's like, oh, uh, he, he a girl or he a bitch, he, he this and that, because he are, he's doing those things that you you said you like. You said you like somebody that's into their emotions, but then at the other same token, it's like, if you don't show your emotions enough, it's like he heartless. Well, he don't get me. You don't show him enough. So it's kind of like it's tough. It's a tough space to kind of find, like the the good balance between showing it enough and not too much, or not uh, yeah, yeah. not at all. Yeah, I think that yeah, goes to, and that goes I'm with like uh, oh, my fault, J Cole. You <laughs> <laughs> go, you go. No, go, Jane. <laughs> I would say yeah, they definitely make it hard uh, trying to show emotion in that little gray area because no woman really want no soft dude. Like, they want to do it to be strong emotionally, physically. So I feel like they say they want you to show emotion, but they really don't want that at all, especially in, like, a relationship. So that's all I was going to say. Or is them they're frowned upon. Like, it's not really what they want. You can go ahead, Malik, if you ask them to take the post. But I think that goes into... Um, what we're talking about today is like our parents, like if our um our father figure, our dad, or any guy that our mom's with or whatever, is like what you look at their relationship, and if you see that dude is like he's showing no emotion, he's like brutal or whatever, he's not opening himself up, then you'd be like, I don't, you don't. If, if no one's talking about what's the balance between that, then I feel like you're. It'll, it'll just be like on going towards one side or going towards the other because I feel like even in the relationship where watching your parents or them talking to you about it, I feel like if they don't tell you how to express emotion but also be a protector, then I think as men, we're going to be just confused on how are we supposed to protect but not be quote-unquote savages at the same time. I feel like that that conversation comes between both parents. So I feel like if if you're watching both of them 
and you see that your mom feels like that's okay. She kind of lets you know. She lets your dad know, I guess, that it's okay. If you see that growing up, then I feel like you'll be more open to doing it when you grow up. Because I feel like that interaction between those two, you see you see your dad crying, but you see the woman embracing that. I feel like that goes a long way. Because if you just see one, say, for instance, you see your dad showing his emotions, you can do that. But when your woman sees you doing that, she might not like that she gonna know that she might think that's a, a weak trait but like seeing another woman embrace that i guess i feel like it'll probably help then i guess you kind of know a little bit from it like you see that your parents did that they they that was pretty open with that oh no i feel like in that case too you gotta find somebody that's that's like-minded like and your partner because there's some girls that just don't like that at all but i feel like it is some out there that that do like that so I feel like how you present yourself in the beginning of the relationship, then she might be she might be rocking with it towards the end or in the middle, whatever. When y'all dating because she she knew what she was getting. But if you, I guess, portray that person that just just never cry, just never show his emotional side. When you do show that side, then she's gonna be like, oh, now you're getting soft now. Like you wasn't like this before. So I don't, I don't know. Which and which I feel like the emotional side of a relationship comes with growth inside the relationship. I think if a woman personally, if she doesn't accept a somewhat of a man being somewhat emotional, I feel like that's closing off just closing off a chance for you to grow. Because how you going if you can't cry together or you don't know if he can feel sympathy for you or empathy for you, then how are you going to be together for? five three years five years ten years or whatever because it's like eventually you're gonna you're either gonna hone in your emotions too which is also unhealthy or you're gonna lash out because he's so closed off yeah i definitely feel like that that's something a key to to longevity in relationships but like i feel like social media has a big part on that like them seeing people that portray themselves as that that figure of just not showing emotions or them people that just want to be strong all the time then that's that's kind of why people act like that well I feel like girls at least like if they see somebody on social media they just portray themselves in a in a best light they they, they don't show themselves like we said before like you're not going to show yourself in public or on social media crying so when they just see all these posted niggas just being as strong as they can be, songs being as strong as they can be, they're not gonna, they're not gonna accept that. They're gonna want somebody like that that they see on, on social media or from these songs. So like they ain't, they ain't gonna like that. So that might be just messing up their perception of what a man should be. I feel like that kind of goes into like the role of uh, of a man in general. Like what should you do? And how should you act? I guess so. That kind of like kind of messes that up. It's really if if you have the like music I, I guess it's probably one of the biggest uh, influences on like how men should act and, and stuff like that like it don't really it, I guess it don't really let you I don't know I can't even think of the words to say about that right now to be honest oh no it doesn't encourage I guess you could say it doesn't encourage you to to be tapped into your emotions it's more of a I'm a gangster I'm gonna do this I, I can't cry I can't do this so they, yeah. they, that's what they're gonna want. Like, yeah, I feel like uh, social media relationships definitely do play a big part because you don't you don't see like nothing bad going on. You always see all the good. So whenever they act in a certain way, like not showing any emotion and the relationship good, that's all you see. You are gonna think that's how it's supposed to be. So like when, when a couple do break up, they find out like what's going on. They're gonna think it's like oh, uh, like why you do this? Why you do that? Because they only seeing the good thing that's going on, like in a relationship. So, like, I, I forgot what I was trying to say, but like, um, so never like I forgot what I was trying to say, bro. That's tough. <laughs> but I, I got speaking go speaking on social media and like social media having an impact on also relationships. But do you think social media also has an impact on like five? how a father figure should look or even just how parents should be in general. 
But like, since you know, we're talking about social media, right? And just like, you know how social media and our generation, social media has such an impact on like how a relationship should look, how it should be running. Do you think it also has that same impact on how a parent should be? But not as much. I feel like the bad definitely always the good in this. But I also feel like it's kind of, if we want to blame social media, we also kind of got to blame parents too. Because I feel like there's definitely some good parents out there. And social media can always be there. But like, if your parents in your household let you know this stuff first, just like when we talked about the little school stuff, like we're going to teach them before they go to school or we're going to let them know younger when, they, when they're young so they know what to do. I feel like if your parents let you know this, this stuff before the social media kind of like mess with your, your way of thinking, then you should be decent because there's always going to be some bad influences on like what you should do with your life or whether it's a relationship or who to choose, whatever. So it's always going to be there. But when you got that, that parent or somebody that lets you know stuff beforehand, then I feel like you should be good. So blaming social media, I feel like we can also kind of go blame parents too of not like teaching them the right stuff. Like I, I know for me, I've never really had that conversation with my parents, but I feel like I've been learning so much of what not to do from somebody else. Like I never really had that conversation, but as parents, I feel like growing up, I feel like I would want to beforehand so i mean social media definitely gonna gonna fuck it up and i don't really feel like there's too many people out there that really show you on social media the right way i guess i would kind of agree i wouldn't really say it all falls to the parents just because social media has like such a big influence from like music to like youtube couples or new uh what else the news like i just feel like that plays such a big part and raising a kid, you, you see so much on social media, like especially nowadays, kids be having phones at like age five, six years old. They be seeing so much stuff. I feel like as a parent, it's kind of hard to like hide your kid from all that until you have that talk with them. So I feel like social media definitely does have like a major impact on a kid growing up, especially starting off young, because that's when you learn the most. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I feel like it's, it's definitely going to have a it's going to always be there, like I said before, but I feel like if I'm teaching you these, if I'm trying to instill these, uh, I guess, morals in, in you, when you grow up, I feel like you'll be better off going against social media. Like, if, if I'm your parent and I'm, I'm letting you know these things when you're younger, when you grow up, I mean, it's going to be these bad influences, but hopefully you go from what I taught you and you're not really persuaded too much by the by social media because I mean it's definitely some people out here that you, you kind of choose that growing up like my parents I feel like was decent role models for me at least like we didn't really talk too much but I, I, I watched and stuff like that and I kind of like learned how to become myself just from other people and just watch them observe it. we didn't really have too many conversations but for me looking in I got a, a idea of how something's supposed to go and from that like social media was there and people in school was there but like I never really too far from that path like I got my little stuff instilled at home and then when I went out to, to school or whatever because social media wasn't too really big for, for us at least like we I got an Instagram about like fifth grade but like besides that like the bad stuff was there but I never really fell into the bad stuff so much because of what I was listening to at home and stuff like that so and yeah just like and this may lead to something else, but just like on social media, I just like when I scroll and whatever, and like on a day like today, like it's Father's Day, you get yeah. like certain posts and it'd be like, happy Father's Day to me, like a, a woman, of course, saying happy Father's Day to me because I play both roles. And then you just sit there and you'd be like, I don't how just look at on the impact that could have for people that are not parents yet who potentially could be single mothers or fathers, they just sit there and like, they're thinking like, it's like, they're just passing away with that father figure role, which I think is just an important part or the mother figure role in too. Cause some guys be like, yeah, I played a mom and a dad, even though it sounds more weird, but yeah, I, don't, I don't know. No man that said they played a mom. I ain't but, gonna lie. No, but, 
But I'm just saying, just like I don't know none either. But I'm just saying, like some dudes who who may be on social media saying something like that, it just like it's it's just weird to see because you will see like people that's becoming parents at some point in time. They're gonna be like, well, if she can play both roles, I can play both roles. If he can play both roles, I can play both roles. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel like, like there you go. I was gonna say I feel like it definitely. I don't like that. I don't like that way of thinking. I feel like you you have your own day. Like you can't take nothing away from mom. So they 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 don't want back you her, but your your dad played a part in that too. So I feel like it'd be so many like broken homes and people growing up with just like one one parent. And that kind of that low key mess a lot of kids up. If you look at certain statistics, I don't know now right now, but like it, it messes some kids up. And I feel like for women to say, like, yeah, they play both roles, I feel like that's kind of bad. You, you got your day. You're going to always be appreciated as a mother. And you got yours already. But for you to say you play both, I don't really agree with that too much. Yeah, I agree. I feel like um, mothers already get, get appreciated majority of the time, even if the kids do got both parents in the household. So I feel like whenever it's Father's Day, and people and the women, they'd be like, "Yeah, uh, happy like Mother's Day to my mom for playing both roles." Like, yeah, that's cool, but you also discrediting like good fathers out there that actually be in their kids' lives when you do that. And I feel like growing up, me growing up personally with a single mother, majority of my life, I feel like it's you definitely they definitely cannot play both roles effectively. Like, you can, but it's just something as a man that a woman just cannot teach you. Like, you have to learn it from a man or from a father figure. Like. It's like, it's cool to say that, but it's really like um, I, don't, I don't really mess with it either, in my opinion. Like Jarrell said, I don't even mess with it. It's just like like yeah, and anything, it takes two to tango. Cause it's like I understand like you you potentially say you wanna you played both roles, but at the same time, how are you gonna teach a, a boy how to be a man? Because it's like you didn't grow up with a penis, you ain't grow up going through certain things. That men go through because think about it as a black man, my grandma always used to say, You already got three, you already got two strikes against you. You black and you're a man. So it's like at that point, how can a a black woman or any ethnic teach you how to deal with those struggles and those strikes against you? Because you already you already docked and have an image against you. So I feel like if you dismissing the father figure role, I think you're missing, you're giving you're not even helping your kid realize what they're already stacked against. Yeah, I agree. If I'm if I'm an English teacher, I can't just go and teach math because I'm a teacher. Like, nah, I don't, I don't really work like that unless I got that that background and I can relate and help on that. So like, I, I definitely agree. Ain't no way I can I can help you to I can help you to a certain extent, but I'm not gonna it's not gonna be ideal. You're going you gonna to learn something from it. You might be a, a decent person, but obviously you definitely kind of need some type of father figure. It might not be your father. It might be somebody you look up to that kind of like guides you through this. It could be a relative, somebody at least, that lets you know the ropes to becoming a man because I feel like it's hard, especially yeah. like for, for women that kind of raise men. And then like when they go through these problems with women later on, they're like, why you act like this? Why are you not a man? I feel like they kind of question your manhood a lot of the times too. Like if you didn't really grow up with somebody, can you really be the best man you can be if you was just raised by a single mother and you didn't have that little father figure? Yeah, I definitely feel like also with that, uh, like to a topic we talked about earlier, like it, it kind of intertwines with this one for me personally, but for a single mother, I feel like they definitely encourage men to not show their emotions. I know for me, my mom kind of did that. I mean, it was all right, but it definitely would have been like better to have somebody like the dad in my life earlier that would have been able to teach me, like, yeah, it's okay. So your emotions like then this time you always gotta act, you know, hard 24-7 or always just like be closed off or whatever. So I feel like it's definitely harder for a woman to fit into that role when they never been a man. Like it's just certain things, you know, like puberty, going through some stuff, like certain stuff as a man they just don't know about. Like how they say we don't know about like peers or uh, pregnancy is like the same thing with a man. It's like you don't know anything about the male genital or like anything like other than that. So it's gonna be hard to kind of guide us and teach us when you haven't been through it yourself. 
And I feel like, and with that, just like a, a coach, a coach could be something like that. I think is important for a young man to get into sports real quick. Cause it's like that coach can close the gap a little bit on what you didn't receive from your mom. And it's not to discredit any mom that does try to play both roles, but it's just like what you were saying, J. Cole, like we don't know nothing about if I'm a single father, I don't know nothing about what a female can do. Like, I don't understand what, how the female anatomy works fully. So it's like, I can't fully teach my daughter how to be that. So I think it should go both ways. And I think adding, adding your kid into sports early as a single mom, or I think it helps that kid develop a little bit better with you being a single parent. Yeah, I, I agree. I kind of got a little bit of both because, I mean, my dad was in my life, but at the same time, he worked. So, like, when I was out in sports, I kind of got that from my coaches, too. Like, they kind of instill some type of skills into us growing up very young that I kind of incorporated, too. So, not only did I have my dad, but I had coaches that really kind of molded people to become men. And I feel like that's something that people need. I feel like that's something that people get anyway. Like, a lot of I know a lot of seeking, uh, a lot of kids with, with uh, just moms in the household be playing sports a lot of the time. So when they when they go there, they get that that one coach that kind of showed them how to do this. Or they, I mean, sports you got you gonna have some type of skills kind of instilled into you anyway. Especially with us in, in football, like you kind of get that a little bit. Like I know I had a couple of coaches that like let them to show me the ropes for a few things, so I get that. I remember that man Malik said, <laughs> I think it was Malik, he was like, single moms breed the best athletes. They do, uh, that man said, he gonna uh, go ahead and drop one off and come back 18 <laughs> years later. Right. Drive. No cap, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring, bring myself back. Right. Cause no, for real, cause it's just like, you, you just feel, I feel like those kids work for something more because it's like they their mom played such a pivotal role in them being so great they want to make sure especially with sports like a sports kid they play they um they play so great a role of a, a great role in their athletic career i feel like they work harder to get back into that to make it to the highest point possible so they can make the most money yeah i feel like you definitely got to overcompensate it's more of a I gotta buy my mom a house. I gotta do this, and that's a they main goal is to repay their mom back for all the things that she did, for all the little things that she had to play to two roles. So it's more like an overcompensating thing. But um, I think I never really had that too much, but I feel like that's probably what they want. That's damn near what everybody say when you see them on a the little drive day, all this. They wanna they wanna buy their mom a house. It's never really about the dad because sometimes the dad was there. But they didn't really have a connection with their dad, so that they definitely just overcompensating for what they a mom had to go through. So they just feel bad that they had to play those two roles. So I feel like that's a lot of stress on them anyway to try to play those roles. So that's why I feel like it's definitely way better to have two. But a lot of a women nowadays feel like they don't need that. They don't need a man to do this. They don't need a man to do that. They feel like they just want to be so independent. And I feel like that kind of hurt a lot for uh, society at least. Man, cause they definitely. I ain't gonna lie to you. I wish, I wish my dad left. I would have been in the NFL or something. Oh my God, I, <laughs> I love my dad and all, but Jesus, I probably would have worked out a little bit more. Probably been in the gym. Like I'm gonna get there. Oh hell yeah! I'm get said that on Father's Day. Talks about which my dad wouldn't, uh, boy. Like <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'm like in the opposite position. I feel like for me, I wish my dad was there earlier. Cause I feel like I would have actually been in sports earlier. I didn't start playing sports to really like, like getting serious about sports until like my sophomore year of high school. By that time, it's too late. Well, really, junior high school because I was hurting my sophomore year, but I didn't really start getting serious about sports in my junior year. So it was kind of too late at that point. I feel like if I did have a father figure, it would have been better. So I would have gotten the sports earlier, and you know, I would have been a better athlete all around. Yes, yeah, I, I had brothers, so I mean, I always did sports, but like, I didn't really, I didn't start playing football for a team until my freshman year. So 
I feel like that is kind of, I wouldn't say too late, but you would be way better off if you was already in it and you went to go to camps and did this. But a lot of times moms don't really get that. Like they, they get you when to play sports, but like, I don't know, it's something about that connection between you and your dad. It gives them something to bond over. Like, you know, your mom really probably not going to bond over sports too much. I don't know. I know for me, my mom really wasn't too much into sports. Like, she definitely helped me. She got me to practice, got me to where I need to be. But, like, like a connection between your dad or something. I know for me, it was my brother. He didn't really take me to practice, but I always did that with him at home. So that's what got me interested in it. But I feel like if my dad would have been doing that, then it would have been... Would have been decent, so I definitely agree with you. Say like having somebody else just to put you in out earlier, or just just help you out. Cause I rather I rather do that with my dad than my mom. Facts. Uh, I just want to say, I just want to say, uh, my my dad's probably gonna watch this episode. I don't mean that at all. I think <laughs> to be very honest, I'm not gonna. Lie. I think like what y'all saying, like he just um he probably would have gotten to sports earlier. I think it's probably it's great that I had mine. Because I think if I didn't, I think I would have been so devoted to sports that I wouldn't have wanted to venture out and do anything else. And him helping me like realize that sports ain't everything. And like putting your body on the line and for something that's not gonna be there forever, I feel like he helped me realize that it's other things I can do to get to other goals I can have that can have longevity instead of being like a quick fizz out. Yeah, it is. It is true. I feel like one. Uh, we don't got to record this part, but one of these episodes we got to talk about like life after sports. I feel like we don't gotcha. talk about that too much. I feel like it's kind of hard to cope with. I ain't never really went through that, but a little bit. I know at the our senior year, that last football game, niggas was crying. Like I was crying, boy. <laughs> niggas, everybody was crying, bro. Like literally, the, I ain't cry at first, but I definitely did. Then I got back to the locker room when I was cool. But we definitely got to hit that uh, one of these, one of these uh, conversations. Facts. I definitely did cry after uh, track two. But yeah, I'm finna go on here, hop off. So I will talk to y'all, boys. Let me end the show real quick. Um, um great, great convo today. Uh, again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers figures. Uh, can't wait to talk to you guys next week. The landlord's out. Have a nice night, guys. See y'all later. See you, man.